Rainmaker FM. This podcast is brought to you by Copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. Hey there, it is so good to see you again. Welcome back to Copyblogger FM, the content marketing podcast. Copyblogger FM is about emerging content marketing trends, interesting disasters, and enduring best practices, along with the occasional rant. My name is Sonia Simone, and I am a co-founder and the chief content officer for Copyblogger Media. You can also get additional content from me and a complete archived podcast at Remarkable Communication. So today, I want to talk a little bit more about conversion content marketing. In other words, about how to use content to drive real-world, grown-up copywriting strategy that builds businesses. So every passionate copywriter is aware of Eugene Schwartz. He was a great ad writer. He wrote a book called Breakthrough Advertising. And in that book, he talked about when we're selling with words, we're writing ads in his case, we need to understand the stage of awareness of the people who are reading that ad. So Schwartz identified five levels of awareness or stages of awareness. The first was most aware, and that's when the the person, they already know about the product and they just need to know, you know, what's the deal? Is it on sale this week? Or um, they just need that incentive to buy right now. Product-aware prospects know what you sell, but they're not convinced yet. They're not sure that what you're selling is the right answer for them. Solution-aware prospects know the result they want, but they don't know that your product gets them what they need. Problem-aware prospects know they have a problem, but they don't know what the solution might be. And then completely unaware people just have no idea there is a problem or there is a product. They're just not thinking about it at all. So like really good conversion copywriters use the stages of awareness so that they understand where the person is when they come to your business so we can understand how to move them along because you can't really jump too many steps there. You have to sort of methodically go through and make sure that people go all the way through the stages until they're ready to buy. And something that I have observed over the years is that content marketing is unbelievably good at moving people from those less aware stages to the more aware stages. And that's exactly how you start with somebody who has kind of a general idea of, you know, what your problem space is and move them through to not just being customers, but to being really delighted, loyal customers. So it is just a normal fact of business, all kinds of business, and it's very visible with a digital business that you have this audience of people and then you have a tiny fraction, the tiniest little sliver of that audience who are your customers. And, you know, it would be kind of amazing if we could get everybody who paid attention to our content to become a customer. That's not really reality, but 
there are ways to use content to meet more people where they are now. And that's really a key to allowing them when they're ready to move through the stages and start to make purchases and refer you and do repeat business with you. That also ties into why there are lots of businesses that have less traffic and smaller email lists and smaller audiences, but they make more revenue uh, and they, you know, they do more business because it's not really the number of people who can see what you're doing. It's the number of people who care about it. And there are, you know, almost limitless ways that you could use content to create more of that caring in your audience, to get people to learn more, understand more about what you do, and then really care about using your product or your service to solve the problem they come to you with. So I mapped out a couple of ways content can take people from one stage to the next stage. Uh, And the first is just going from completely unaware to being problem aware. Now, completely unaware markets tend to be a lot of work to wake up. And the exception is sometimes you'll hit on a big, painful problem that's just about to break into the general mindset. So, for example, you probably can remember having no idea what the initials GDPR stood for until all of a sudden you had a very painfully excessive understanding of what they stood for. And you realized that maybe your website was close to hitting this iceberg of the general data protection regulation, um, which was pretty wide-ranging laws, privacy laws in the European Union that affected almost all of us who do business on the web around the world. So there was a lot of smart content created around GDPR to help people who didn't know what it was learn about it and then know what to do next. And I found one on John Morrow's site, Smart Blogger, written by a UK-based web designer named Paul Long. And, um, you know, he actually used the phrase blissfully unaware in his post, quoting, in case you're in the category of blissfully unaware, we'll take a look at what the GDPR is all about and why it absolutely can affect you and your blog, end quote. And I will get you links to this example and lots more examples. If you point your browser to copyblogger.fm, you get the complete show archive and you'll get the show notes for the most recent episode. So if you're in a topic most people don't know about, which is difficult, but some of us are in that, that kind of topic, you know, using content outreach. So you're reaching out to people with big um, audiences, guest blog posts, podcast interviews, Those are all good ways to find large groups of people gathered together, someone else's audience, and help them understand that there's a big problem they might not be aware of, but it could still affect them. And this kind of content, you know, is great for um, explainer videos, in-depth guides, and you always want to be pointing out at least the initial next steps that they can take to start addressing the problem. So I'm going to move to some more common scenarios problem-aware, they know they have a problem, to solution-aware, they know that you're the one that solves that problem. So typically when we're in, you know, the era of search engines, we don't spend a ton of time having a problem before we start trying to find some way to get a hold on it. So this is a stage that often comes up at a point of transition for your audience member. So this would be, you know, a, a transition you're making, for example, if you're changing jobs or you're starting a family, or you're learning a new hobby. 
So these are the kind of people who tend to start looking for the answers to their questions. So when you create authoritative content that addresses those early questions and those early challenges, it's a very natural decision down the line to come to you when they need something more robust, like your product or like your service. This is, as you might imagine, the stage of awareness for which search engine optimization is particularly useful uh, because you're putting yourself in front of people who are actively looking for good information to resolve whatever challenge that they're looking at or opportunity they're looking at. And as we have talked about many times over the years, search engine optimization is a long game. You know, you don't just pop up on the search engine results pages anymore. So well-targeted advertising is really the way that most businesses, most digital businesses are getting their content in front of the people who are actively looking for it at this stage. They know they have an issue. They're not quite sure what they want to do about it yet. So whether your solution, whether you are, you know, finding people on search engines or people are finding you through an advertisement, you want to make sure that the promotion and optimization are leading to really meaty authoritative content that's giving people real answers, especially for early stages of the problem. And you've probably seen this in your own experience. In the 21st century, the difficulty for prospects at this stage is not necessarily finding information. It's winnowing through all the garbage to get to the right information. So that's where you want to position yourself and your content. This is where it's really important to answer those, you know, starting questions on your website, typically in the form of what we call cornerstone content. That's just blog posts or pages that really answer those meaty initial questions. You can also compile those into something like a topic-focused landing page where you, you know, bring multiple useful links together and talk about solving the problem. And you can even pull them together into some nice eBooks. Thoughtful email sequences are another really good way to deliver this kind of education, this kind of question answering in short, manageable bites. Okay, moving on to another stage of awareness, which is moving from solution aware to product aware. So they understand that there's a way that they want to solve this issue. Now they need to find out that you're the one who does that. So your next task is really to make them aware of the kinds of solutions that you have to offer. One of the um, techniques I love for this are buyer's guides. These are, you know, well-researched and thoughtful presentations of the, the set, right? The suite of, of ways to solve the problem. And obviously you're going to make your solution, um, you're going to talk about its advantages, but beyond that, you're going to frame the argument in such a way that yours looks like the best way to go. And you're not doing that, you know, to be manipulative or to, to hide anything. I mean, you're doing that because presumably the way you approach your topic is in fact the way you think is the best way to approach it. So you're going to talk about why that is. And a buyer's guide is a cool way to do that. To really work as a buyer's guide, there has to be, you know, um, a little bit of leeway to choose something else to to maybe go with another decision. And when you're putting it together, you really want to think about who is your product or your service really right for? And then who is it not at all right for? You know, who is it you don't really serve? And you can include resources for those people as well. 
that stuff has a way of kind of coming back to you in the long run. Um, so don't be afraid to give other people a business that's just not right for you and you know it and they know it. So there is a lot of good content created around this space, blog posts, podcast episodes, video tutorials are very nice, visual content, email sequences, lots of great ways to highlight your solution and how it works to answer your audience's issues. Um, this is a wonderful place for customer success stories or case studies. And just really think about crafting those into very readable, engaging content using storytelling or analogies and other really interesting content um, tactics to make these just really engaging and appealing. You don't want them to feel like ads. You want them to feel like interesting content that's teaching people. And then the final stage is what Schwartz called going from product aware to most aware. These are the people, they just are absolutely, they, they get it. They get the whole thing and they're about to take that um, next step and become a customer. And Eugene Schwartz in his book was kind of brutal about this role. Um, he wrote that, quote, here the copywriter is nothing more than the merchandise manager's phrase maker. There is nothing creative about his job and he should receive the lowest possible scale of pay, end quote. Harsh words from Gene Schwartz. But in my observation and, you know, definitely my experience, trust me, there's lots of ways that this can get screwed up. There are plenty of ways you can still lose the sale, even when people know exactly what you do and they think that what you do would be useful to them. When we're online, another buying option is always a click away. It's always pretty frictionless for somebody to go find something else. Um, so it's very easy to mess this up. This is something I see a lot of marketers fall into. There's a, a great break in tone between the content that got them to this stage and then the conversion copy that gets them through most aware and onto being a customer. So I like to say if you're Bob Ross on your blog posts and your podcasts, and then you go full Tony Robbins on the sales page, it just it's just weird, right? It freaks people out. And fear or nervousness is one of the worst enemies of conversion once somebody already knows that they want what you have to offer. It's fear of going forward, and you can do that by having a massive break in tone between your content and then that last leg of the journey. And this is why I really advocate that content marketers really think about becoming conversion content marketers and owning the whole journey right up until the sales page, the sales email sequences, the funnels, because um, things don't sell themselves. And if you're going to do all the hard work of getting them there, you don't want to waste that by turning that project over to somebody who doesn't really understand the nuances of how you got that audience member where they are today. Now, this is very much the stage, the most aware stage when they're just about ready to buy. This is the stage when you tend to use a lot of traditional copywriting elements and persuasion elements. And my best advice here is focus on making it safe to move forward. Focus on removing that fear um, and also of things like reminding the person why they wanted this solution in the first place, what it was that brought them here, what they were looking to make better in their lives, and then making it feel safe to move forward. 
So you have copywriting techniques like risk reversal, which is things like money-back guarantees, but all manner of techniques for making people feel safe with your content and your copy. You've got social proof, right? This many other people have done it. It's probably, you know, safe for you to move forward. Testimonials. And also very crisp, clear call to action to just avoid creating any friction or confusion at this final point. Your goal as a conversion-oriented content marketer is to just keep that path to purchase very straightforward and very stress-free. You know, get rid of the clutter, get rid of the obstacles, and just make it very easy and safe to move forward. And a lot of the modern, really effective conversion tactics, launch content, email funnels, these kinds of um, strategies are really natural fit for the content creator's emphasis on putting the audience first and really developing a great uh, nose, if you will, for what it is the audience is going through and the kinds of problems that they're looking to solve. So you might have noticed that all of this content strategy sounds a lot like you know, persuasion copywriting strategy. And it absolutely does. Conversion-oriented content marketing is always going to be informed by a really solid understanding of those traditional copywriting techniques. But we're going to wrap those in the voice of our audience, and we're going to deliver it in engaging packages that are really genuinely enjoyable to consume as content. So that's it for today, a little food for thought. We have, of course, lots more uh, suggestions and advice for you on copywriting at copyblogger.com. You can also sign up there for free training, and that's where we send you uh, a weekly digest of our um, most important content, as well as a curated selection of some of the popular and useful material we've published in the past that we think is going to be really helpful to you as you move forward in your journey as a business writer. That's it for today. Thank you so much, as always, for your time and for your attention, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.